0: Hey, Welcome back. This is BIV Today. We are the daily business news program from Business in Vancouver Newspaper and BIV.com. I'm reporter Tyler Orton, and this week we've been doing an insurance industry series tackling the state of the industry across the country. And one of the ongoing debates that is raging here on the West Coast is the future of auto insurance and ICBC. Obviously, we're in the midst of an election right now in British Columbia, and we've had one political leader even suggest ending ICBC's monopoly. Our guest today is Aaron Sutherland. He's Vice President Pacific of the Insurance Bureau of Canada. And Aaron, I want to thank you for joining us on the show.
1: My pleasure as always.
0: So uh, we'll let our listeners know and our viewers know, we'll get it out of the way, but Insurance Bureau of Canada, you guys represent private insurance companies across the country, so not necessarily a fan of ICBC's model, but maybe you can illustrate for us what it would mean if we kind of had the changes that are being proposed right now by the BC Liberals.
1: You know, I, I don't think it's just us that aren't necessarily a fan of the ICBC monopoly. I think most British Columbians uh, haven't been well served and aren't aren't huge fans either, but uh, you know, and I think that's why we've seen the commitment uh, that we have in this election to end ICBC's monopoly, to open up the market to choice, uh, to competition. If ICBC is the best game in town, as they say they are, nothing would change in that scenario. But if they're not, drivers could shop around, start finding those savings. And I think that's really what this is all about. How do we improve the affordability of auto insurance in this province? Under ICBC's monopoly, we pay more for car insurance than anyone else in Canada. It's clearly time for a change. And why not look, invite the private sector in, and see if they can sell the same insurance as ICBC for a little bit less?
0: Is there maybe a comparable model somewhere across Canada that would work the same way that is being proposed right now?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Uh, when I when I see the Liberals' proposal, um, you know, there's a lot of similarities to how auto insurance works in Quebec. So what the Liberals have put forward is they have said, you know, you'll still get your no fault car insurance from ICBC but the private sector will be able to compete for everything else. And that's very similar to how it works in Quebec. In Quebec, the government insurer sells no fault, private sector competes for your vehicle damage coverage, the stuff that repairs your car uh, after an accident. Uh, And in Quebec, they have the lowest premiums in the country. They average about $700 uh, versus ICBC, which projects it's no fault, will cover about $1,500. So there's a potential for, for savings if you do invite the private sector in bring that competitive incentive to the market. And and again, see if, uh, you know, other companies can start driving down prices here and leaving people with a little bit more money in their pocket.
0: Well, is that going to be the key that that no fault insurance sort of stipulation there? Because some concerns are being raised. If we go to some sort of uh, tort law, there's going to be higher court costs. And maybe we wouldn't realize any of those savings that could be promised otherwise.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the Liberals have also said you're going to have a choice in no fault or tort. So it, it sounds like which, again, is how they do it in Saskatchewan. So the Liberals have sort of looked across the country uh, and they've chosen a, what they likely feel are best practices in other provinces and they're applying them here to British Columbia. So it, what it may look like is you go into uh, purchase your car insurance. First, you decide if you want a no fault model uh, or if you want tort. Uh, and then, you know, regardless of each of those, uh, the vehicle insurance for your car, uh, the private sector will be able to compete for. And, you know, again, it's, it's, we can talk about the models, you know, um, we're not necessarily a big proponent of no fault because it eliminates the ability of accident victims, uh, to seek legal recourse. If they don't feeling they're getting the benefits they need to recover, uh, it, makes sense to put a bit of a box around benefits if it's something you're gonna recover from, a smaller injury, whiplash, brains and strains. But when you've got someone who's catastrophically injured, it's very hard for any insurer, government or otherwise, to define in legislation what kind of benefits you're gonna need to recover. Uh, But that said, that's the model we're going to next May. And the Liberals are saying, if you like it, you can stick with it, ICBC will sell that to you. If you don't like it, you can take the tort model and you'll be able to compete or you'll be able to choose from a variety of private sector operators uh, who will compete for your business in that model. Um, You know, I think giving drivers that choice, that's what this is all about. If ICBC is as effective as they say they are, nothing will change. If they're not, you'll be able to take your business elsewhere and start finding those savings.
0: Well, speaking of business, there's been a lot of changes for the ICB business over the last few years since 2017, and the NDP came into government, formed government there. Um, some drivers are, are paying much more than they were before, and I, I'm wondering what that situation is going to be like if we have you know private companies coming in. Are some drivers going to have to face you know uh, much much higher prices than they would otherwise under the ICBc model?
1: Well, they'll still be able to stick with ICBC. So if, if you think ICBC is the best price, um, you'll be able to stay with them. There's, But I think you might be referencing this idea that, you know, the private sector will come in and they'll sort of only take the best risk. They'll only take the best drivers. They'll cream those off the top and leave ICBC as the insurer of last resort, if you will. And you know, I don't think anyone's advocating for that. I think that would be, you know, fairly silly for government to do. So what I would suggest is the government should introduce competition the same way they have it in most other provinces in this country, which is if an insurer is going to come here and sell car insurance, they must sell it to one and all by law. And the way they do that is they say in other provinces, they say if, if you know, an insurer is operating there, they get 10% of the market. Well, by law, they have to insure 10% of the high risk drivers. It's how you ensure everyone has access to insurance. And it's also how you ensure a level playing field between all insurers. And if you bought back to British Columbia, it would be a level playing field for ICBC and for any insurance company that competed with them. And that would, that would mean it's fair game and whoever can deliver the best product, the best service at the best price would be the one that drivers ultimately went with. And that's what works in the best interest of drivers. It may not necessarily be in the best interest of ICBC to have to start to compete but maybe then we could start to see some improved efficiencies and innovations from our crown insurer that has been solely lacking in that regard uh, for a number of years now.
0: I, and I can totally picture that model You know, in theory. I, I'm wondering in practice, how does it work in terms of enforcing that, making sure that those companies are taking on, as you say, maybe if they're 10% of the market, they're also taking on, say, you know, X amounts of those drivers?
1: Yeah. So most drivers never see it. Um, it's important to remember that insurance is one of the most heavily regulated industries in this country. And and that's a good thing. Uh, you know, an insurance contract is taking someone's money today with a promise that you will be there for them in their time of need. And so you want to make sure you have a lot of stringent rules around that. Uh, and you know, so the, the way it works, it's called an all comers rule in other provinces. Most drivers never notice it, but when you go to purchase insurance, uh, if you are a high risk driver, you get automatically moved over, uh, you know, and a portion to one of those, to one of those insurers. And if you're a low risk driver, um, you you get the best price possible as well. So it's not a, I wouldn't say consumers are necessarily seeing it too much. Uh, A lot of regulatory pieces behind the scenes, but again, regulation and insurance industry is, is, uh, can be a good thing. It can be helpful for consumers. Um, and again, if we're going to bring competition to British Columbia, uh, we want to make sure we do it the right way. We want to create a level playing field and make sure British Columbians have access to the most affordable insurance uh, and the best product uh, possible from any company that can deliver it to them.
0: Well, if I'm just a regular driver and I'm suddenly find myself, uh, in a province with this model, how do I go about shopping around? Like, uh, we're not really used to that here in British Columbia. You know, we, we, get a letter in the mail from ICBC. We go into a broker and then we cut a check for maybe a year or something, but how does it work kind of on a practical perspective? If we are shopping around, if we're looking for uh, different rates.
1: Yeah, you know, I couldn't help but but chuckle when you said, you know, I got a letter in the mail and I go into my broker office because that's exactly how you would set up car insurance in 1970. But it's not necessarily how it should be done today. And when you look across this country or even think about any other financial transaction you do in your life, you're often doing it at the, you know, on your phone, online, what have you. It's 2020, and yet we still don't have online insurance here in British Columbia as it relates to car insurance. ICBC hasn't figured out a way to go online. And I think that just is one of the failings of a government monopoly. There's no incentive for them to bring those innovations. Uh, They don't have to, they know you have to figure out how to get to them. Uh, And so if we opened the market up to competition, I think quite quickly you would see things like that. More online sales, uh, new innovative ways of doing things, uh, new ways to save you money like usage-based insurance or telematics. Uh, pieces like this that exist in other provinces that could be applied to British Columbia to start driving down the cost of car insurance. Other insurers are doing it. Other insurers are using these tools to save drivers money elsewhere. The only thing stopping them from coming here to do the same is ICBC's monopoly. And that's why I think what the Liberals have put forward is pretty exciting, giving drivers a choice, forcing ICBC to compete for, for their business, not necessarily getting rid of ICBC's mono, uh, ICBC themselves, but certainly ending the monopoly and putting drivers in the driver's seat as it relates to the future of their coverage.
0: Uh, it might be a bit of a tough question, but I, this is kind of new for people that would have driven their entire lives in British Columbia, but how much variety in, say, pricing are we seeing in different provinces that have those private insurance companies offering coverage. I'm just wondering if, uh, you know, it's obviously obviously competition is afoot in those situations. I'm just wondering how competitive it can be company to company if you're shopping around.
1: Yeah, well, we've got, you know, hundreds of different companies out there offering car insurance. Um, Quebec, the model I was talking about before, you have over 50 different companies to choose from. And they're all looking to define their own little niche in the market. And they're all looking to get a leg up on their competitors. And they they do it in a variety of ways. They do it through discounts. You know, you can bundle, um, multi-vehicle discounts, bundle your home and car insurance, um, you know, safe driver discounts, always trying to find new ways, um, to get a a leg up on their competition. You know, one I talked about earlier is is telematics and usage-based insurance. And it's primarily geared towards younger individuals. It's often done through an app on your phone. Uh, You know, your phones these days are pretty sensitive and fancy pieces of electronic that your insurer can use to to monitor your driving behavior with your consent and can offer you discounts of up to 25%. Now, uh, my grandmother may not, uh, be adopting that anytime soon, but I sure as heck would be if insurers were offering it to someone like me. Uh, and so again, it's it's just, you know, a competitive market forces insurers to constantly innovate, constantly focus on their consumers and tr- trying to figure out how they can best meet their needs, how they can drive down the price they're charging. Um, And that's a good thing. It works in every other aspect of our lives. There's no reason it can't work in car insurance as as well. It's, It's working in other provinces. It works in almost every other jurisdiction in North America as it relates to car insurance. It's high time we brought that kind of a model and gave drivers choice here in British Columbia as well.
0: Yeah. Do you think like telematics, it's just going to be inevitable, like eventually everyone is going to have to adopt this at some point across Canada?
1: Uh, I don't know about have to, uh, but they may want to. So telematics right now is 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 always optional, and it's always used to 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 create discounts. Um, you can't necessarily use it to to increase prices if you find something concerning in, in their driving behavior. But what's also interesting, as you can imagine, is when people know their behavior is being tracked and they know there's a price incentive that if they drive better, they'll they'll see a discount on their auto insurance. That in fact they do start thinking about and changing their driving behavior. So when we think about How do we improve road safety how do we reduce incidents of distracted driving how do we you know incentivize better behaviors on our roads the best way we can do that or one of the best ways is by pricing that and giving people a benefit in their insurance bills uh, if they're a better driver telematics helps achieve that so i think you know more and more we're seeing people do that especially as a result of the covid19 pandemic when you can pay per kilometer driven Uh, We're seeing big shifts and a huge upswing in the the take-up of that in other provinces.
0: Well, maybe I'll leave you off with this question, and and I'm thinking more broadly about the industry as a whole, but um, a lot of people, they're not driving as much. They're working from home. Um, Other people, maybe they don't want to take transit, so they've invested in vehicle, and now they're actually driving more. From your perspective, how has industry been navigating the changes brought on by COVID-19?
1: Well, you know, the biggest difference uh, as it relates to auto insurance in other provinces is that, as you say, we're all driving less. I'm at home today at work. I see you're at home as well. I didn't drive in. I'm driving significantly less. Uh, If someone like me in Alberta, the average uh, um, claims are significantly down uh, and their insurers are passing on those savings to their customers because people are driving less next door in Alberta. Drivers on average are receiving $302 in a COVID-19 rebate from their car insurer in recognition of the fact that claims are down uh, and those costs simply aren't there. ICBC has the dubious distinction of being one of the only car insurers in this country that has yet to provide or has been unwilling to provide a COVID-19 rebate to their customers, despite the fact that ICBC has saved about $350 million in just the first of three months of this pandemic alone. So, you know, that's the one that jumps out at me. Uh, But again, the industry is also looking at new ways, as I say, usage-based insurance. We're seeing huge upswings in that uh, in Ontario and in other provinces where it exists. Uh, People that are driving less, they're changing their driving behavior. They're also changing their insurance policies to better reflect that, to find those savings. uh, And they're able to do that most effectively through a competitive market. And I think the idea of bringing that to BC is something uh, long overdue for drivers in this province.
0: Well, I I think we'll be continuing to follow the saga of ICBC here in British Columbia. So uh, we'd love to have you back uh, maybe in the coming weeks or months as we get a better uh, picture of what's going to happen here. But uh, Aaron, for now, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today.
1: Always enjoy being here. Happy to be back anytime.
0: Awesome. That's Aaron Sutherland. He is vice president Pacific of insurance Bureau of Canada. That is it for the show today, but we'll be back again on Monday. And until then, you can go to BIV.com for more interviews and more stories right there. And I'm Tyler Orton.